it's hard. Really, really hard. Well, it's another fun edition here on the Monday podcast of Winning is Hard. Cameron Parker, Westcott Everett, coming off just another fantastic Texas football weekend. 30-7 loss against Iowa State. Probably the worst Texas loss since Notre Dame 2016. Um, quite a some big news dumps from Sarkeesian's press conference today. Westcott, where do you want to start? We, we can go in any direction. Uh, yeah, let's start with uh, junior wide receiver Joshua Moore, tied for second on the team in receptions, third on the team in receiving yards, had the altercation with Steve Sarkeesian in practice last week. Sarkeesian tried to downplay that when he spoke with the media on Thursday. Joshua Moore was available for Saturday's game against Iowa State. He did not make an appearance until the uh, second quarter, had two receptions for 32 yards, and that will end his Longhorns career. He's set to enter the NCAA transfer portal and is no longer with the team. Yeah, that, that's killer. Um, not, not a surprise seeing that he didn't even play into the second quarter. You kind of knew there were some red flags even after Sarkeesian downplayed it. Um, and he, his catch in the in the second quarter, I think, was probably the, the biggest catch of the entire game for Texas. Given that third and third and six, Hudson Carr kind of threw it behind him. He made a great play, got the first down, and ended up leading to that touchdown drive, I believe. Um, and I have not mistaken that was the largest or the longest play from scrimmage for Texas was Joshua Moore's 24-yard catch, and now he's gone. Yeah, it was. Uh, Xavier Worthy had an 18-yard catch. Bijan Robinson had a 14-yard run. And um, that's the entire summary of 10-plus-yard plays for Texas in the entire game. So now counting Texas entering Kansas will have lost. We'll, we'll not have Jake Smith, Troy O'Meary, Malcolm Epps, Jordan Winnington, or Joshua Moore. So we saw yeah. a lot of Kelvante Dixon in that game did he have i believe he had one we didn't have no he had one catch uh had one a few targets um yep. and yeah yep. not very much uh production from the wide receiver position overall certainly um a fair amount of that had to do with the quarterback play which we'll get into um here in a minute uh but you know texas really thin at the wide receiver position uh marcus robinson uh washington excuse me um, didn't have a catch in that game. Uh, Keelan Robinson still not really getting involved. Had one catch uh, for two yards against the Cyclones. And then, um, you know, the the backup, uh, official backup on the depth chart uh, to Joshua Moore, which I, I would expect the depth chart probably um, tomorrow. It hasn't really been coming out on, on Monday very consistently. Um, you know, freshman uh, Casey Kane is listed as the backup to Joshua Moore. Um, he hasn't played yet this season. I would be a little bit surprised if he's ready to play. Um, so, yeah, more uh, more Covante Dixon, uh, more Marcus Washington, and may get a little bit more of a look at, at some of the other guys who haven't really played very much this year. Uh, junior Alvante Woodard, uh, Junior Cod Money, the former walk-on, and um, who's the other one in there? I'm sorry, I'm drawing the blank here. Um, Dejon Harrison. Yeah, I think that's I think those probably, um, you know, Dixon, Washington, Woodard and, and Money are the guys, um, you know, most likely to play. Um, I, I wouldn't really expect 
expect to see Dejon Harrison, although he may make an appearance on the depth chart. Um, you know, Texas, you know, really, really struggling, you know, at the wide receiver position. Uh, lots of inconsistency from Josh Moore and, and clearly um, still dealing with some some issues with um, coachability and maturity. I, I don't think it was really a coincidence that um, – Steve Sarkeesian had a, had a conversation uh, with the team. He said on Monday, um, discussing you know accountability, and um, you know especially pointing out to the team that, that they're going to be demanding, they're going to coach players hard, but it's it's not personal. You know, it's meant to be constructive criticism um, that improves the team. And, and clearly, um, you know, Josh Moore wasn't really receiving that message and you know the fact that it had to be addressed from a, a team-wide perspective uh, makes me wonder you know how well some of the other players are, are doing with that right now as well yeah I was wondering how many other players will follow Josh Moore into the portal and when you're on a four-game losing streak and you get blown out against Iowa State it kind of makes sense that you're going to see some sort of attrition from this roster especially in year one a lot of frustration has been blowing up with the team do you think more will be the last I'm guessing how many more people will, will follow you think more into the portal in these next few weeks um I don't know if if some of those decisions will be made in season at this point um it's getting late enough in the year that some of those players who are on the edge may make that decision to move on uh, following the regular season and, and before a bowl game. You know, if Texas is able to gain bowl eligibility, obviously that's a, a question that's been rising um, and in significance as the losses have piled up now four in a row for Texas. Um, but I would expect a little bit um, higher level of, of attrition than, than normal. And, um, you know, this is now the third player in um, the last two or three weeks uh, to leave the program. I, I think that puts the number of, of departures since Steve Sarkeesian arrived, you know, in the double digits. And, you know, certainly that's um, that's normal. And, um, you know, Texas is going to have to hit up the transfer portal just to, to make up some of these numbers and, and fill out the roster for next season. Yeah, Tyler Owens and then Terrence Brooks, I believe, the other two that have entered the transfer portal. That's right. Yeah, got to think that the level of turnover from this year to next year is going to be quite tremendous for Sarkeesian, and it kind of has to be. And that kind of leads me to my next question for you. Well, with the struggles at the quarterback position now, Sark did talk about Casey Thompson. His thumb has been bothering him. And honestly, if you had asked me during the game, about Casey Thompson's health, I would you know I wouldn't be surprised if we if we found out later on the season that he's been playing with some sort of maybe torn ligament. But do you think Texas is going to have to tra- are going to have to target maybe a quarterback in the transfer portal, or do you think they're going to be okay with Card or Thompson? I, th- I think some of that may depend on how the final three games play out. Um, you know, Casey Thompson, two for six for two yards against Iowa State, really didn't look right. He's had that thumb injury since the Oklahoma game. He's had stretches where he's been able to play through it, um, but also some significant stretches of, of struggles at a level that uh, we haven't seen from him yet uh, prior to that thumb injury. You know, obviously the the bowl game and the Alamo Bowl Um against Colorado, you know, played so well, came in, played well at the end of the Louisiana and Arkansas games, played well against a couple, um, you know, subpar defenses 
um, and, and Rice and, and Texas Tech played well against Oklahoma until that thumb injury. Had some struggles since then. And, you know, I, I think really the, the big news, you know, at the position is just the disappointment in the play of Hudson Cart. Um, you know, obviously he was a guy that had a lot of superlatives, you know, laid on him as a recruit. Um, Sam Ellinger really talked up his ability to spin the football in practice. Um, the previous coaching staff, when they talked to Bruce Feldman, you know, really raved about his potential. You know, came in, won the starting job, played well in, in Louisiana. And then, you know, the issues that that really surfaced with his eye discipline and seeing his pocket presence just completely break down uh, really surfaced again. I thought early in that game against Iowa State, he was much better. His his eyes looked like they were right. And he had a little bit um, of effectiveness there in leading the, the single touchdown drive for Texas. I thought that pretty quickly broke down by the end of the game. He looked a lot more like he did against Arkansas. There hasn't been enough growth there. And that's, you know, the thing, especially behind – you know, this offensive line is that um, if you don't have good pocket presence and, and if that starts breaking down, um, then it really limits your ability to do anything else. Um, you stack on top of that, you know, he missed a wide open Xavier Worthy um, for what would have been, you know, a touchdown that, you know, maybe the game goes a little bit differently if he hits that, you know, keeps his confidence up. You know, Texas kind of sticks around in, in the game, you know, certainly throughout the first half and, and maybe deeper into the second half than they did. Um, but right now, you know, that that huge, massive issue with cards, eye discipline and, and his pocket presence is not allowing him to show off any of the other, you know, abilities that he had. It, it's making him indecisive. And so the athleticism to make plays outside of the pocket or to pull the ball down and scramble, those decisions aren't getting made with, with any level of correctness. Um, all of that arm talent and the ability to spin the football isn't showing up. Part of that, I think, is certainly issues at, at the wide receiver position. You know, Jordan Whittington was a guy that that he relied on, um, as well as Casey Thompson early in the season. I think Card is missing him. Uh, probably, you know, lack of, of first team reps um, in, in practice recently. You know, it's all led Texas to a position where, um, you know, Hudson Card just just isn't. Um, playing to the the potential that we've led um, that we've been led to believe that that he possesses and certainly that that he's um, you know shown throughout um, you know the last two years of, of his high school career when he took over as a starter at Lake Travis and now you know Texas is in a position where they're going to continue to evaluate uh, the health of, of Casey Thompson's thumb uh, moving forward in practice this week uh, Steve Sarkeesian said that he expects, to name a starter when he meets with the media um, on Thursday morning, but you know a lot of uncertainty at the position right now, and you know I think especially if, if neither one of these quarterbacks um, can lay claim to the job, then excuse me, I think Texas is really going to have to seriously look for an impact starter in the transfer portal because um, you know Malik Murphy for all of his talent, um, he's got he just hasn't played very much varsity football and um, I'm, I'm not sure that he's going to be ready to play when he gets to Austin. Does Tate Martell have any more years? No, I'm just kidding. Um, Alex Loeb had a, had a really Ethan. good <laughs> Alex Loeb had a really good tweet. Um, Casey Thompson uh, after the Oklahoma game, when he threw or when he, when he hurt his thumb, 
He's thrown three touchdowns, three interceptions. Before that, four touchdowns, three interceptions. People don't realize how banged up some of these guys really are behind the scenes. That's Alex Lowe from Longhorn Network. And I agree. I saw it in the Baylor game, too. A lot of his throws, and they were completed, but a lot of his throws were really low to his wideouts, not not hitting them in stride where they could you know, be able to make a move after the catch, sometimes forcing them to drop down on the ground where they were stopped short. And the same thing with the Iowa State. He just none of his he didn't throw his, none of his balls in that game looked good. Like all six of his throws were just bad throws. So I, I'm clearly just very curious about his health, where that's going to look like going forward. And fortunately against a Kansas team, which, you know, who knows how that game will go on Saturday, but it provides an opportunity for Card and Thompson to get some reps. And um, hopefully, you know, it won't be that close of a game, but this team really is banged up. Bijan, I mean, he took an absolute beating. Uh, Coach Sarkeesian said today that everything's day-to-day, including Robinson, Overshawn, Collins, and a handful of other guys. But it felt like, you know, that entire defense, there was a stretch in that second half, Westcott, where every other play, there was a UT player getting up slow. Yeah, a tough situation um, for Texas. Uh, the bye week, you know, only only two weeks ago. The only bye week of the season, Texas finishes with three consecutive games. Um, I think the level of physicality in those games is, is not going to be what Texas has seen in the last four games. But, um, you know, certainly, you know, Kansas State and, and West Virginia are plenty physical teams capable of beating Texas if they're not healthy um, and playing better. And just kind of, you know, in terms of how that defense performed, you know, one stat that really stood out to me. Brendan Schooler led the team in tackles with 12. All 12 of them were solo tackles. Uh, not really what you want to see when um, when that's happening. That's uh, probably not a game that, that you won unless it was a shootout. Especially out of your safeties. It's never a good sign when your safeties are your leading tacklers. And I mean, it might if half of those were were assisted tackles, um, that's a little bit of a different equation. But um, twelve solo tackles for your safety is um, that's a a sign of a poor performance from the defensive front. Sark was asked this today. I want to ask you about the team leadership aspect. He mentioned Roshan Johnson as being a focal <laughs> guy, but wh- who do you think? is the leaders on this team? Because from watching these games, it doesn't feel like they have that Sam Ellinger, Joseph Asai type in this year's roster. Yeah, I, I, I really, I, I don't think they have those guys. I think it was really notable that, you know, when Steve Sarkeesian talked about, you know, guys, you know, with a, with a real edge to them, you know, you're, you're talking about your backup running back who had, five carries for eight, 19 yards. And, you know, certainly the, the contributions from Roshan Johnson go beyond that with his play on special teams um, and, and obviously his leadership uh, behind the scenes. But, you know, if, you're, if your backup is kind of the, the guy with the most edge on your team, that's, that's really just uh, not a good sign. And, you know, I, I think Casey Thompson is a solid leader. I, I, don't, I don't think he has, um, you know, really the same – you know, impact on the team that, that Sam Ellinger did, uh, whether that's either personal style or, or just kind of the, you know, the accomplishments and, and the experience um, that it takes to, to really have that level of impact. Um, you know, the, the motor of, of Joseph Osai that, that showed up every Saturday is something that this, you know, Texas team doesn't really have. And, um, you know, I, I thought 
you know, Sarkeesian really admitted today during his press conference that this is very much a team led by the coaches. And, you know, it's not something that, that we've gotten into before, but, you know, I think anyone who follows, um, you know, college football closely or, or even the NFL understands that, you know, the best teams at Texas, the best teams anywhere have to be player led teams. Um, you know, that accountability that, that happens uh, between teammates, um, the leadership in the locker room, on the practice field during games. It can't only come from the coaching staff. Right now, it really sounds like it's almost entirely from the coaching staff. And, and that's going to be a big hurdle that, that Steve Sarkeesian uh, needs to overcome because, um, you know, right now, you know, he's, he's losing guys to the NCAA transfer portal. Um, you know, the, the waiver now and, and the pending, you know, changes in recruiting should allow him uh, to make up for that in bodies. But, you know, Texas is not going to be successful until there's a better level of leadership on this team. And I think certainly, you know, Bijan Robinson, um, you know, is a guy that that can step up in that regard and, and needs to step up. Um, but beyond that, you know, when Jordan Whittington gets back, you know, he's potentially, you know, a guy who could step into a role, Xavier Worthy, you know, as he gets older. But um, certainly, you know, some major gaps right now um, left after, you know, some of those departures last year. And, um, you know, that's something that, that Texas, you know, is going to have to address before they're going to start winning consistently again. Yeah, and I'm interested to see who who does step up in these final three games coming off the first four-game losing streak since 2010. Um, but another interesting stat, and coincidentally, comes from Alex Slope. Charlie Strong, Tom Herman, and Steve Sarkeesian, all in their first year. Texas was four and five at one point. Yeah, um, you know, obviously some, some significant differences in, in how that went down. Um, I think there is a little bit more high-level NFL talent on Charlie Strong's first team. Um, guys like Malcolm Brown, uh, Jordan Hicks, Quandre Diggs, um, you know, even um, someone like Malik Jefferson. Sorry, was he on that team? I think he, he, I think he came, sorry, he came in the next year. He was class of 2015. So he wasn't on that team yet, but um, you know, a, lot of, a lot of NFL leadership there. Uh, Tom Herman's first team, you know, really injury decimated at key positions. Uh, the offensive line, tight end, didn't have very much talent at running back. Uh, I, you know, I, I think this, you know, Texas team, um, you know, has much less of an excuse for where they are, especially given those double-digit leads that they had in those three games, consecutive games against ranked opponents. Um, you know, certainly, you know, Charlie Strong made some really poor coaching hires on that initial staff, had to fire two assistants after the first year, uh, tried to retool the offense with Sean Watson. That only lasted one game before he was demoted. Um, so I, I, I think, you know, probably the most disappointing of, of all those four and five results uh, would be this season, especially given the opportunities uh, that this team had to take this season in a much different direction. Yeah, definitely. And with the last four losses, Texas led at halftime, and I believe all four and lost all four. So that is very disappointing. But at the same time, I pose this question to people before, but how many NFL draft picks do you think are on this roster? Like if the draft was held tomorrow besides, so you got Bijan, Xavier Worthy, Overshawn, maybe Alfred Collins. So what, three, four? Yeah, Deshaun Jameson maybe as a return man. 
Yeah. Anything else you want to wrap up before we wrap up? No, just, uh, I mean, another massively disappointing weekend and, you know, Texas needs to get this turned around if, if they're going to become bowl eligible. Certainly West Virginia, dangerous team. They beat Iowa State, scored 38 points against them. Uh, Kansas State has a three-game winning streak. Texas uh, in FPI is, is favored um, in, in both of those games narrowly against West Virginia, uh, which is going to be an, a morning kickoff. Probably, you know, a good thing for Texas not having to play in a night environment um, in, in Morgantown. Um, but, you know, the season certainly, you know, hanging on the edge right now and um, on the verge of becoming uh, truly a disaster. Well, hey, Texas basketball starts tomorrow. So that, that's the one positive I got for you guys. <laughs> it's basketball season on the 40 acres. Yes, sir. Well, Wes Scott, thanks for the time. We'll be back again Friday for a preview of Kansas. Um, if you've watched a lot of Kansas football, I have a lot of questions for you. Hopefully you haven't. But... Um... <laughs> Winning's hard, really, really hard.